Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to People of the Pilbara. Now this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Karatha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we all know, a lot of us come for a six month to 12 month plan and end up staying a decade, like I did. So this podcast series, we're going to have a chat to everyday people that call Karatha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Karatha and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is nutritionist April Butt. We work out how she ended up in Karatha, her love of food, some secret things we didn't know about her and what her go-to meals are. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy my chat with nutritionist April and her journey to call Karatha home. April, welcome to the podcast. Hello, good to be here. Now, you are a nutritionist by trade, but let's, uh, before we jump into all that mm. goodness, let's rewind. What brought you to Karatha? Oh, my goodness. I think, like a lot of people, I ended up here by complete accident. Mm-hmm. So it would have been 2008. I'd not long moved over from New Zealand tender age of 18 at that stage and I had no idea about WA I'd never been to Perth no idea whatsoever (laughs) no idea about a boom anything at all (laughs) completely naive ended up in Perth and it was actually my parents that came up here first and just followed along for a bit of a road trip and accidentally have found myself here 15 years later. <laughs> so first impressions when you came up 2008, oh, what did you think? I don't know if I can uh, say this on, uh, on air, but um, I vividly remember walking into the Centro uh, with my boyfriend, which is now my husband, and thought, Jesus, where the hell are we? And I mean, you've been here a long time yeah, too. Yeah. You remember what it was like, mm. you know, rubbish everywhere and, you know, windows barred up and mm. it just was quite hostile, mm. I feel like the word was back then. But, you know, looking under that surface, uh, we had a really magical time straight away and I think it was the people that mm. made it for us and it's, it is why we're still here. Well, did you come up as a nutritionist or were you doing further No, studies? I hadn't even studied then. I was just a floating teenager at that <laughs> stage. Um, ended up in hospitality, then worked at one of the local gyms and yeah, then it just unfolded from there. So... For people that don't know, your business you do uh, with your mum as well, which yes. is Red Rock Fitness, and there's obviously the fitness side of it, yes. the nutrition side of it. Yes. You're branched off more into the nutrition Correct. side of it, but was the fitness sort of the start of it? Mum and I, so mum has been in the fitness industry my entire life. I always joke that I've grown up in the back of a group fitness room, which is <laughs> actually true. So 35 years she's been in the industry. I'm 34. Uh, so fitness has always been a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then mum deviated and did her personal training studies around the same time that I did my nutrition studies. And I'd actually gone back to New Zealand for that. Mm-hmm. She launched Red Rock Fitness. I'd finished my qualification and we were like, oh, maybe we should join forces. Mm. And so here we are, came back and the business is still going. Well, it's a bit of a power duo, right? Because with with the fitness side of things, people say you can't get abs without the Uh kitchen. uh And then you want the nutrition to fuel your workout. That's right. Yeah, but back then, so this is 2010 and 12, 
a lot of places were not combining the nutrition and fitness mm-hmm. back then, Pablo. It was still very much fitness orientated mm-hmm. and nutrition was just kind of starting to make waves. So it was quite a new endeavour for us to Chicken join and up. Rice, right? Six yeah, that's it. Six and broccoli. Yeah. yeah, and the broccoli. <laughs> so no, we offer a lot more than that the way we do things, that's for sure. Um, so the nutrition is obviously key for you and mm-hmm. obviously life's changed a lot for you over the last yeah. 15 years, right? Yes. Now you've got kids, you've got a couple of boys. Yes, have you moved more from nutrition in the fitness side of things to nutrition now with the families? Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. More, I have a whole different idea of health since becoming a mum and also the practicalities mm-hmm. of being healthy while being a parent. So definitely my approach to nutrition and health has changed dramatically and yeah, understanding the whole family dynamic and it, what's what happens in the home then just ripples out from there. So I do work with a lot of children now, you know, right from babies, introducing solids, mm-hmm. just starting it from the bottom. Uh, that's where we get the most phenomenal change when, it, yeah, from birth. Is there something that is a running theme with your clients that you notice, like maybe we're not educated incorrectly or somewhere where we particularly go go wrong? Oh, I think more than anything, Pablo, it is the confusion on the topic. Mm-hmm. Like we are bombarded with so much information about health, fitness, nutrition, all yeah. of it, and I see a lot of people, quite honestly, just frozen Mm. due to all of the information and just not knowing what is right for me because you're sold anything and everything each and every day but it's about understanding what fits the individual and that's how I approach health is looking at the person in front of me their entire life their lifestyle genetics etc and each person gets an individualized approach so yeah I think that's where I see things to be yeah confusing for people now we've done we've worked me and my wife have worked with you for a couple of yes. years and uh, we did the hair test I think mm-hmm. it was maybe 12 months ago mm-hmm. to work out what food intolerances yes. like sort of inflame the yeah. body a little bit and then you've you've done some different meal plans for us your meals are so tasty. Oh, I'm pleased to hear it. <laughs> where, do you, where, where do you sort of come up with these combinations? Because some of them are quite unusual, right? Yes, that's right. Well, I'm a foodie first and foremost. So where I grew up in New Zealand, it's uh, the place is called Nelson. So right in the middle of New Zealand, top of the South Island, huge food mecca. Real food and wine culture there. Both of my parents used to work in hospitality. So the food thing for me, it's just ingrained. It's just a part of me. So food was pleasure for me before it was health. Okay. So I think that is a big part of what infuses through all of my food to me. Like pleasure's number one. Yeah. And it, because if we enjoy what we're eating, why would we do anything different? You know, mm-hmm. this whole diet, broccoli, flipping chicken stuff, <laughs> like, oh, nobody's going to do that for their whole life. So if you love it, if feels good on a soul level you're going to stick to it so yeah I think food's a passion for me in many levels and I think it helps as well like uh meal planning a little bit right and having Uh a bit of a preparation and often with yours like you'll use something one day Mm. and then you use the leftovers Mm -hmm. the next day to sort of combine something yeah is that how you live your life yes exactly it doesn't matter how much education you have myself included if I'm not organized and prepared it can fall to pieces. Mm. I'm no different. So it's having the forethought, you know, looking at the week that you've got ahead and seeing where the sticky spots are, those really busy days, yeah. and being prepared. Because we have to make so many decisions in a day. 
and so many about food. (laughs) So if we have thought about it in advance when our mind's not carrying a thousand other things, you're more likely to succeed. Make Mm. it easy for yourself. You're more likely to succeed. So you're cooking up like big batches on one day or how do you work? Sometimes, yes, I do. The most important thing for me is at least planning the menu, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly dinners, because by the end of the day, (laughs) who's got any motivation and inspiration left to get really creative? So I always plan the dinners, do the shop, Sunday's the day, write the menu, do the shop, pantry and fridge is good to go. Mm -hmm. And then I might prep a few things. For example, I might like roast a whole bunch of little vegetable chunks, which can then be turned into a salad alongside some protein, etc. But yeah, at least planning the menu, I would say, is the most important thing for me. Now go to, I want to go three meals with you. I want to know your (gasps) go-to... Breakfast, like your favourite mm, ultimate ooh. day, right? Okay, so okay, okay. Breakfast, what, what would you what would you have for your breakfast? Do you know, I'm someone that eats quite out of the box, Pablo, oh, yeah. and I've completely let go of the rule of what breakfast foods are. So I call them non-breakfast breakfast <laughs> foods. So, for example, this morning I had some basil chicken uh, with some couscous for breakfast. Okay. Or I'll have like leftover... Quite Middle Eastern. Yes! Or I might have leftover curry or mm-hmm. soup or anything. Um, you know, upon my journey of doing the food intolerance testing, I couldn't have dairy, I couldn't have eggs, I couldn't have gluten. That's all of our breakfast foods, right? So what the hell am I going to eat? Uh, so that's when I really let go of the reins and thought, you know what? This whole like breakfast food thing is such a Western concept. Mm-hmm. You go to Asian countries and they're having broth and yeah. dumplings and like that, that feeds my soul. So I was like, right, that's it. So I eat non-traditional breakfasts all the time. But yeah, love something like a curry or a soup or a stir fry for breakfast. So happy. Well, you'd probably like Germany because Germany's, uh, they don't have curries, but they're, they're all about the meats and they yes. have like the uh, salami. Yeah, and yeah. Sausage. All protein. Yeah, very nice. Right out. Yeah, that's me. So, what about for lunch? Oh, lunch. Okay. So, I want something light at lunchtime because if something too heavy, I'm going to slump. So, mm-hmm. say something like rice paper rolls, okay. uh, nice salmon salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that type of thing. And dinner, how are we finishing Oh, my goodness. Okay. Dinner. (laughs) Oh, this is such a hard question. You should have primed me for this one. Okay. Bowl food. And by bowl food, I mean, like, curries, soups, like a pho. Oh, Vietnamese broth soup. Yeah, that would have to be it. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Now, are you a dessert person? I'm not much of a sweet tooth. No, I'm much more of a savoury girl. Um, you know, you put a block of chocolate in front of me, I could take it or leave it. But put a bowl of hot chips covered in salt, well, like, there I am. It's my kryptonite. So, no, I'll have dessert if it's available, but I'm not one to hunt it out. I'd rather an entree and a main than a main and dessert. Mm. Put it that way. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, switch back to Karatha. What, mm-hmm. What's kept you here? You turned up in 2008. <laughs> you've stuck around. Yeah, you're yeah. running the business with, you, yeah. with your mum. Yeah, I think, you know, opportunities here. We are all very aware of the incredible opportunities mm. that are available in Karatha. Um, and the success of our business, businesses, has been massive for us to stay here. And I don't know, I think we all are very aware of this little magic that's bubbling underneath Karatha that you can't quite articulate. Really incredible people end up in this town. Uh, you build some really amazing friendships and connections 
And yeah, there's just a lovely energy that is really unique that you just can't find anywhere else in the world. So we're here, you know, since having the boys, we've found it such an easy place to live Mm -hmm. with young kids. Everything's a five minute drive away. You know, the Shire's done such a wonderful job of, you know, playgrounds and facilities to make it really family friendly. So it's easy. It's easy living here. So for the moment, we're super content. Well, I was going to ask you, what do you love about town? But that oh, I've just answered it all. Summed it up. <laughs> yeah. um, well, is there anything you, if we gave you the almighty power and the, the ability to do anything or change anything or bring anything to Karatha? Oh, I'm going to have to say a pumping farmer's market, oh. which would mean like crops to be able to grow the most amazing organic produce and then we have this farmer's market we'll set it up on the Dampier Oval everyone's walking around with their little (laughs) baskets just talking to the farmers loading it up with their raw honey and their organic free-range eggs and vegetables Mm. that's heaven for me I I would never leave we need a couple of greenhouses yes we do that's right I like that yeah I like that um now what's next for you April Oh, Pablo, I'm just riding the wave at the moment. Yeah, so uh, almost 12 months ago, I opened the Restore Integrative Clinic alongside dear friend and colleague Gareth Galloway. So that's going really, really well. Uh, We've got a few counsellors in there, massage therapists. So yeah, for the moment, it's just pouring a lot of energy and love into the clinic and allowing that to grow and yeah mum life and all of the things that come along with that so yeah that's where we're at now we always ask one of our guests this question something that people wouldn't know about you do you have a a secret skill a hidden talent or when people meet you and they know you're a nutritionist is there something dark secret (laughs) oh god well there's two things that surprise people if we had a video i would show people my party trick which is i can wiggle my ears (laughs) do i i will show you i can't do it when i'm smiling i can't do it when i'm smiling we should be filming this okay okay ready you can you can be the evidence ready oh wow there you go. So that's my party trick. That's Not many people trick. know that. Um, dark... If you see April out, <laughs> you're going to say, "What are those ears?" Oh, not many people could do it. All right, okay. Uh, dark secret. I used to be horrifically unhealthy. Okay. So addicted to Coca Cola. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardly ate any vegetables or salad whatsoever. Hated seafood. Um, gosh, you name it. I mean, if I could just have Marmite on toast, Coca Cola. And hot chips every day. I would have been happy as. And now here I am. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. Oh, God, we're all human. That's right. So, you know, when I have really fussy children and parents come into consults, I just say, you've got hope. Mm. (laughs) Because here I am, um, a nutritionist, and, you know, we can all turn over a new leaf. (laughs) Uh, Well, April, it's been a great chat, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks, Pablo. From round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Pablo for breakfast. Good morning.